Welcome to this week's episode of Frontier and Center, where we talk about frontier tech and benchmarking frontier tech, and separately about a highlighted company within the Deepwater Frontier Tech ETF. That ticker is LOUP. So we'll start with how we're doing year to date, that benchmark, and we use the LOUP ETF as the benchmark for Frontier Tech more broadly. Frontier Tech are those smaller tech companies that are changing how we live our lives over the next three to five years. And year to date, LOUP is up 10.4%. That compares to the NASDAQ, which is up 8.4%. And compare, and uh, for since inception, which is summer of 2018, is up 84%. Notably is, as I mentioned, these are smaller tech companies in that. So this outperformance relative to the NASDAQ as a benchmark is notable because uh, the ETF does not have the mega cap tech companies. This breathtaking move in NVIDIA is not within that, and yet the ETF is outperforming uh, the NASDAQ, which I think speaks to the opportunity that is starting to emerge related to some of this transformative tech. So that's the benchmark update. Now we're going to shift to talking about one of the companies within it, and the company this week is Block. If you haven't heard of Block, Highly likely you have heard of Square, which was the former name of the company. Jack Dorsey, when he uh, shifted to spending all this time there, changed the name to Block because I think he wanted to focus more on blockchain. But here we are, a ticker SQ as in Sierra Quebec, and the company's name is Block. A little bit confusing. I wish they would line that up, neither here nor there. What is important is this is a $46 billion company, so it does have uh, meat on it and is at the center of disrupting fintech, specifically the payments systems. And so uh, the way they do that is they have two businesses. On one side, the Square business, I, call, I refer to it as their retail business. Uh, this is what you likely know when you go to a small merchant and you pay with Square. This is at point of sale. They have a small hardware piece, but most of that revenue comes from transactions. But they also have a platform that's used by those retailers for doing like HR and payments, uh, uh, payroll, for example. And so you don't need to be brick and mortar to be a Square customer. So that's one side of the business. That's about 60% of revenue. On the other side is their cash app. And so that's about 40% of revenue. Uh, they have about 55 million users. It grew at about 10% year over year in the December quarter. And so this is for, think of uh, Venmo on steroids, not just peer-to-peer, but uh, you can uh, do everything from purchase stocks to savings accounts to uh, buying crypto. And so think of this as the kind of the bank of millennials is their cash app. So you have the two sides of the business, the square business and the cash app business. And that uh, leads us to a point where we need to pause the conversation when we talk about their business and uh, bring insert how they did in the December quarter because it's relative to why this is part of the ETF. And in the December quarter, uh, the bottom line is the company made progress on its profitability. About a year or so ago, like many tech companies, they announced that they were going to be reducing headcount. They did that. And they started to see some of the benefits of that in the December quarter with some upside. So while the business is going to grow in 2024 at about 15%, they're getting operating margin or operating income growth faster. And they use uh, the framework to manage the business as a profit-focused framework. And so they refer to it as the rule of 40. And the rule of 40 is basically uh, adding together operating income growth plus adjusted EBITDA margin. Operating income growth plus adjusted EBITDA margin. And those two combined, their goal is to get them to equal 40. 
and right now that number is 29. So they've got some work to go. They think they can get to that 40 in calendar 2026. And so making progress to it, but they aren't there. And the way they want to get there is essentially combining all of the momentum that they have in the Cash App with all of this historical strong business that they have within the Square retail. And how they do that is by encouraging people to use their Cash App at point of sale. And as a quick reminder, when you purchase things at point of sale, there is a hand that is invisible. It's in between yourself and the transaction, which of course is the payment providers. This would be like American Express, MasterCard, Visa. And they take, let's say on average, 3%. What Block wants to do is by a user, one of those 55 million users coming into a retail location or going online and using the Cash App, they essentially want to cut out that credit card company, cut out that 3% and take that 3% and somehow divide it up. One opportunity is to give the customer a percent or 2% or maybe 3% off. Another opportunity is not to give the customer any uh, discount, but to keep all the money themselves or share some with the retailer. But basically there is this 3% jump ball that they wanna get their hands on that ultimately could be a large source of revenue. And the part that again is appealing to us is these networks that have been placed, these payment networks for so long, have the opportunity to be disrupted when you bring in something like a cash app and combine it with what they have built at point of sale. Those two, even though they operate as separate businesses largely today, can come together to basically create this unlock around that 3% of the transaction fee. And so that's the holy grail is to slowly unlock that piece and that should further accelerate uh, where uh, the company's goal to that rule of 40. One last piece related to Block is Jack Dorsey. Of course, he is a legend, and he had traditionally been splitting his time between Block and Twitter. Obviously, that Twitter piece is now gone. He's been focusing on Block for more than a year, and I think that that is one of these uh, secret uh, assets. They're not so secret, but an important asset to the investment case here is just Dorsey's involvement. So that's Block in a nutshell, and that's this week's episode of Frontier and Center. I'm Gene. Bye for now.